0: Good afternoon. Welcome. Glad you're with us today for Midday. I'm Tom Hall. The Baltimore County School System has had four different superintendents in just the last 10 years. And sometime later this year, perhaps they'll have another one. Dr. Darrell Williams, facing pressure from the county council and several community groups, announced he will not pursue renewing his contract. He will leave the system at the end of June, WYPR's John Lee covers Baltimore County. He joins me here in Studio A. Afternoon, John. Glad to be here. So let's take this back a step. Daryl Williams sent out a, an email to parents and students uh, on Monday. Um, but let let's let's go back. Uh, we had a guy named Joe Hairston who was the superintendent for twelve years, mm-hmm. and then there's been turnover. Uh, and churn in that very important position kind of ever since.
1: Yeah, it's been a bit of a tortured history over the past few years. Uh, take you back to 2017. At that point, Dallas Dance was the superintendent. Uh, he resigned, and then he was indicted and convicted on four counts of perjury, went to jail for four months. He basically lied about some outside consulting money that he was making. So he was gone. and Then enter Verlita White, who had been the chief academic officer for the ball. County Schools. Uh, she was the interim superintendent, and she made it clear she wanted the gig permanently. Uh, but she had her issues, too, ethics problems, too. She had been doing some outside consulting work. She'd made some money. She didn't report it. She said she was just confused by the paperwork, and she, she, uh, she updated her paperwork. And she had a lot of support within the system. She had been with the county schools for a decade. She actually had been a kid in the county schools. So she had a lot of support. But she also had um, a, a number of members of the school board who basically wanted to leave the Dallas Dance era, including her, behind. And so it was a very contentious uh, month, some months there uh, before. And what actually happened was the school board did vote to give her the job permanently. And then I think it's an unprecedented move: the the secretary of education came in and stopped. Miss White from getting that job. She yeah, had the we talked out. about that a lot. Yeah, the time. we did. Taking it back.
0: I interviewed Verlina <laughs> White many times. And all of a sudden, you know, a Republican administration, yeah. which is supposed to be very committed to local control, uh, kind of sort of not committed in this case yeah
1: that's right and so she was barred from getting that job because because karen salmon uh, secretary of education intervened and so but she stayed on for yet another year as the interim superintendent but the board makeup at that time the majority did not want her to get the job uh, despite the support she had uh, within the school system and so entered daryl williams Uh, He got the job uh, in 2019. Again, it was a divided school board. I believe four members voted against him. Uh, But he comes in in 2019. And then uh, Verlita White stuck around a little while longer as a consultant. And then she moved on. And she is currently um, the superintendent in the Roanoke City, Virginia. She's superintendent schools. Actually just recently won an award for being the regional superintendent of the year in Virginia, for whatever that's worth. So and that's where we are today.
0: John Lee covers WYPR for WIPR Baltimore County, and when it happened, uh, you know there was a deadline for uh, Dr. Williams to decide whether he wanted to enter into negotiations about mm-hmm. a new contract. Um, his contract ends in June. He will stay here and fulfill that contract, so he won't leave until the end of June. But there were a number of groups and a number of entities who lined up against him calling for his resignation, including members of the Baltimore County Council.
1: That's right. Take you back to last year. I interviewed Dr. Williams last year, and I asked him, I said, you know, "Do do you want the job for another four years? And he told me then he did. So he clearly wanted to stay uh but then he ran into a real buzzsaw at the county council. Uh county council they tend to be a pretty laid back bunch. They don't give people too hard of a time but they really roughed up superintendent Williams and what really really got their goat was the uh delayed sometimes not showing up school buses issues from last year. They their cell phones were just blowing up from constituents who were angry because not only were their buses for their kids not showing up, they weren't getting any kind of word from the school system about, well, where are they? When can we expect them? It really added a lot of turmoil to to the school year last year. And so when Dr. Williams went before the council, they made it very clear that they were unhappy with them. And even though the council has zero say in who the superintendent of schools is, they really have no say at all. Five out of seven members wrote, signed this letter basically asking the school board to conduct a nationwide search uh, for a superintendent. They would couch it to say, hey, you could do a nationwide search, and maybe Darrell Williams turns out to be the best guy, and he stays, but we want you to do a nationwide search. My understanding is that Superintendent Williams had made it clear to people that if there was a nationwide search, there was going to be a nationwide search, he wasn't interested in being part of that.
0: What about the county executive Johnny Olshevsky mm-hmm. I mean he also has zero to do with uh, the selection of a school superintendent um, you know on paper uh, but obviously his feelings of the matter would be taken into account by the school board one would assume and and you know parents would look to him for leadership in this regard just like they would look at him for leadership in every regard um, mm-hmm. w- what's your sense of dr O yeah he is dr. Olshevsky's yeah. uh, relationship with dr. Williams
1: Well, uh, I've covered uh, the county executive uh, fairly closely over the last four-plus years. Uh, I can tell you I've seen him lose his cool publicly a couple of times, uh, and in both cases, it was over the school superintendent, over Dr. Williams. A lot of it had to do uh, with being frustrated at times with the lack of communication. Uh, they would say that they were getting out of the superintendent, uh, particularly it flared up over the ransomware attack of, of November 2020, which really shut down the school system for a few days. Uh, the county executive was exasperated about that. Uh, he wrote, a, I remember him firing off a letter to the superintendent Um just really angry and which is for Johnny Oshevsky is unusual uh, and then fast forward to this year the the school budget that has been proposed the superintendent proposed he didn't like that either because he uh, he thinks that he's asking for too much money and you uh, can go back to last year as well when there was a kind of debate over teacher pay and he was angered that the he felt like the school system was asking county taxpayers to pay too much for teachers' pay, as opposed to the school system making cuts to find the money to pay teachers more. So, well, Johnny Yoschewski, if you asked him, he would always say something like, um, "Like, well, I'll work with uh, whoever uh, is the superintendent, and, and that's really the school board's decision. It was seen pretty clear that he had been pretty exasperated with Superintendent Williams. Yeah. There have been no
0: shortage of dilemmas for Superintendent no. Williams to deal with COVID. Uh, you mentioned the ransomware attack happened right around Thanksgiving in mm-hmm. 2020. Uh, there's been a teacher shortage like uh, every other jurisdiction has been mm-hmm. contending with a bus driver shortage, which caused the problems from last year. Those problems seem to have been addressed, at least to certain to a certain extent, mm-hmm. for this year. Um, that ransomware attack, uh, which a, re- a recent report just came out a week or two ago, uh, said that the school system really could have been better prepared for that. They could have. There were there were things that the, uh, there were policies that should have been in place that would have helped. Uh, prevent such an attack. But the the lingering uh, difficulties caused by that attack are still in place. There are human resource issues, there are retirees who are getting charged the the wrong amount for uh, their health insurance. Um, And of course... Uh, test scores. Uh, Test scores, uh, which have just recently, again, been released, um, they're dismal uh, when it comes to math. Uh, Ironically, here's Dr. Williams, whose uh, subject matter (laughs) expertise is in mathematics. Kids did okay in English, uh, but across the board in the state of Maryland, uh, kids did not do very well in math. Uh, In Baltimore County, 19% of the students were deemed proficient in math, that's a whole lot of kids who were not proficient uh, in the test score, uh, it, it, you know, if the test scores are any uh, decent metric. So he had a lot of stuff going on, uh, and it sounds like he had very few um, allies.
1: Yeah, and, and the supporters that he he does have and did have, they point to that. They say, look, the guy, is, this is his first job as school superintendent. He came from Montgomery County. and So he, he takes over in July of 2019 and then boom, COVID hits in March of 2020. And then, not to sound like John Madden doing play-by-play, but boom, in, uh, in November of 2020, you get, you get the ransomware attack. And so that was a lot for any superintendent, uh, much less someone who was really just learning the job. And so there was certainly a sentiment out there from some who said, look, let's give him another four years you know this has been a rough four years for anybody he hasn't really been able to show what he can do let's give him another four years but they were certainly drowned out By the by the other side. And it was interesting, Tom, that the the way this unfolded this week on the school board had a meeting coming up this past Tuesday night. And so it seemed like it was possible that something was going to come to a head then that either they were going to call for a nationwide search or maybe Superintendent Williams was going to be offered another contract. Who knows? So I started calling people on Monday morning, members of the school board, people in the administration and everyone I talked to at that point seemed to not know what was going to happen. Uh but at the same time there almost felt like a I don't know if orchestrated is the right word, but a lot was happening that Monday morning. You had a letter from the from the Randallstown NAACP that went out, out ca- calling for his removal. He had the former head of the principals union doing the same also on Monday morning. And so you could almost sense that there was this ball that was rolling downhill against him. And then by Monday afternoon, Uh, I would assume that perhaps uh, Superintendent Williams counted heads on the school board. He needed seven votes out of 12. Uh, Perhaps he counted heads, didn't see where he had that and um, sent out a letter to parents Monday afternoon saying he would not ask for um, a second term. We might have time for
0: a call or two if you have uh, an opinion about Darrell Williams and his tenure as the superintendent of Baltimore County Schools with John Lee, WIPR's Baltimore County Reporter, 410-662-8780, or email midday at org, and to tweet us, it's at midday. WIPR. and John. Speaking of the school board, the uh, makeup of that entity is going to change pretty dramatically pretty
1: soon. It is. I mean, it's already in the in the process of changing. Uh, picking a superintendent is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, job for a school for a school board. Uh, picking the right person, having them come in, giving them, figuring out their contract, all that sort of thing. And so, this past Tuesday night. Uh, the school board uh, agreed to start the search, and they're going to hire a firm to help them with that. So the ball has started rolling on that. Uh, but it's important to remember, again, this is a 12-member board, uh, and the, it's, but it's a hybrid board. Part of it's elected, part of it's appointed by the governor. Uh, this past November, there were seven seats up for election. Five of them were filled by new people. Uh, so you have four people who are appointed by the governor. Those four will be stepping down as soon as Governor Moore makes his appointments. And my understanding is he's got some recommendations from the county. So I've asked people when they thought that might be. I've heard March. I've also heard February. But, you know, sometime soon uh, the governor will be making four appointments, and those people will leave the board. And so by the time they get around to selecting the school superintendent, the uh, they, the mem- the the person on the board with the third most seniority is going to be the student member who <laughs> who who got <laughs> appointed who got elected by the students uh, last summer to serve a one year term there'll be two members of the board uh, who have who were reelected and they'll be on there and then the student member and then the rest of the board's going to be new and so it's a lot to ask of a school board that also at the same time has been dealing with the school budget and everything else you know but they're going to have to you know figure it out and and, and pick a school superintendent. One of the
0: uh, lessons that the next school superintendent may take from the Daryl Williams tenure of the last four years is uh, leadership style, because mm-hmm. his leadership style, Dr. Williams, um, was criticized from a number of different quarters. I was described as brusque and, uh, uh, you know, uh, diminishing to to, uh, people who reported to him. Uh, There's a former official who said that uh, Dr. Williams came in and got rid of uh, a lot of people who had had a lot of experience in the system and been there. He brought in his own people. That's not necessarily unusual. I Mm -hmm. think a lot of senior leaders do that, but that all this experienced walked out the door uh, and a lot of other people who did stay uh, felt intimidated, they did not feel free to speak up. Um, those are Those are difficult things to assess, you know, from the outside. Um, but uh, what would your advice be to uh, mm-hmm. to to the finalists uh, for this job when they finally get around to being selected?
1: Well, I think certainly um, the biggest complaint criticism I heard about the superintendent over the few years was was communication. That and I don't just mean with the news media or even with the county executive. I think that there were concerns that from from parents and teachers alike that they weren't hearing enough out of the superintendent, out of the central office, on how things are being run, what they should be doing, what's what's what what's being planned, that sort of thing. And so, but of course, not having good communications with the county council and the, and the county executive probably wouldn't hurt either. So I, if I was going to offer some advice based on what I've been hearing back, uh, it is certainly that to make sure that you are talking to people, letting them know what you're planning to do because I think in the end one thing I was told which that was that um, may have done him in in the end is that he he didn't really have a base. You know yeah he didn't have uh, the teachers union wasn't like sh- showing up and say we think dr williams is great and we want him to have another four-year term he wasn't hearing that from the principals he wasn't hearing it from a a, a number of parents i mean it just wasn't there and so i think one of the ways you get that is to reach out and so if, if anybody wants my advice which it might not be worth much. That's what I would advise. Well, Sharon has reached out to us from Owings Mills. Sharon,
0: welcome to Midday with John Lee. What's your take on Darrell Williams and his tenure as superintendent?
2: Um, I, I agree with the uh, situation on communication. His communication was abysmal. You, he didn't even give out his uh, email address, which previous uh, superintendents have. Um, he took apart. Uh, the special ed department brought in somebody from the outside who uh, got rid of some programs that parents have been use, able to use in the past to deal with uh, disputes and deal with uh, ser- not getting services. Now you can't even get a hold of the special ed department. Um, and in his new budget that he's proposed, he's now. Uh, basically gutting gifted and talented, which is an um, violation of Comar. So, and he's not giving the teachers a cost of living increase. He He's basically making Baltimore County a place that nobody would want to work in.
0: So it sounds like, Sharon, you're uh, not at all uh, sad to see him go, and uh, you're looking forward to new... New leadership. Thank you for your perspective. I appreciate it. So, John, um, you know, Sharon's comments uh, w- once somebody once somebody has been given the axe or is, you know, invited the axe for himself, <laughs> um, it's easy for people to say, oh, I remember when he did this and I remember when he mm-hmm. did that. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, how a new person can rally the support of. Uh, parents like Sharon and and uh, you know people throughout the county, and we'll have to keep uh, keep tabs on it
1: with you. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. And another th- questions that have been raised is that because of the turnover you talked about at the very beginning of the show, of so many superintendents, uh, who wants the job? Now, there's going to be somebody who's going to want, going to want the job. Of course, they'll find someone. But but the, I guess there's concern about the quality of who might want to come to Baltimore County because we've had this kind of turmoil.
0: Uh, let's, let's sneak in one more call. John is on the line from Baltimore. John, real quickly, what's your comment about Daryl Williams? Just
3: want to comment to say that the job of being school superintendent anywhere in the country is like being president of the United States. Everybody thinks you have major influence and you should fix every single problem, and that's not the case. Um, I don't know Daryl Williams. I'm not competent to comment on his tenure, but i do have worked in education for a long time. And I know that the job of a school superintendent is dependent on hundreds, if not thousands of other people doing their jobs effectively. And they carry the can and they get fired uh, almost at the drop of a hat in Baltimore County. Um, They're under pressure from Fox 45 every five minutes in a ridiculously named save our schools project. Um, So I, I just want to speak up on behalf of superintendents who've got an absolutely horrendous job in school districts across the country and baltimore county is going to struggle to get a successor nobody's going to want to go to work in baltimore county
0: Well, John, those are good points, and I appreciate that perspective. It is certainly a tough job, and you do have to have a team that can, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. deliver the goods uh, in all sorts of different areas. Uh, And, John Lee, you will be covering all of them, uh, whoever that team ends up being, uh, the next time around. We'll see how long this takes. This could be a long time. Uh, You know, who knows how long a search for Uh, a superintendent will take, given the fact that the the makeup of the school board hasn't really been solidified and won't be until the governor makes uh, his recommendation.
1: Well, they have to have someone in place by July 1, but there's also the possibility of an interim superintendent. So stay tuned.
0: Been there, done that. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) WIPR's John Lee. And coming up, Davon Love, the policy director for Leaders of a Beautiful Struggle, will join me to discuss his organization's legislative agenda for the 2023 General (laughs) Assembly in Annapolis. It's midday. I'm Tom Paul, stay with us.
3: You're listening to Baltimore's NPR News Station, eighty eight one WYPR.